Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios. Round one in the bag. It's about bloody time we get to continue talking about footy. Mark Reddings is with me, Will Schofield. G'day, Skeet. How are you? Hello, Scoey. I forgot on the way to the Backchat Studios, I forgot to go to the bakery because I was going to buy you some humble pie to eat the whole lot all in one sitting. <laughs> Good morning. I tell you what, mate. I have had, in footy terms, <laughs> one of the biggest howling fucking pre-seasons you'll ever see. West Coast will play finals. Fremantle top two. Six and zero to start the season, they'll be. Six and zero. So that's in the that's in the bin. Top two is probably in the bin. West Coast finals is in the bin. I got one pick. That's in the bin. <laughs> Was that the draw? I'm no, probably, you got Sydney. You got Sydney. I got Sydney. Oh, well done, Scotty. One pick. <laughs> How's my footy knowledge going? Do you reckon? Like, I actually have no idea. I think that's what I came to the realization. I've got no idea. How about deflating footy. is it in life when you've worked? Uh, we've spoken about footy for about three months now. The build up, the le- <laughs> you've analysed it to an nth degree, and you basically fall into a barrel full of nipples and come out sucking <laughs> your thumb. <laughs> Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast, everybody. Where I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, look, I want to start with this. This podcast is going to be on its own feed within a matter of nine to ten days, right? So if you are listening, just stop what you're doing. Once you get onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, and you need to subscribe to the Shelter Footycast because this will no longer be on the Backchat feed within about 10 days. So I'll remind you again Thursday, and I might give you one more on Monday, and then it's gone, Skeeter, to another. It's not gone forever. No idea. Do you understand? No, I don't. I actually don't know what you're talking about, but there's people who can listen to us if they find us. Let us know. If, you, if we're out in the town or having a drink or if you see us out, come and say day and tell us if you're listening or maybe give us some advice on our footy uh, uh, conversations. Well, yeah, you can give me some advice on it. I'll hop plenty of it on social media. So we'll get into that a little bit. The Shelter Footy Cast tipping competition is running. Honestly, you could skate a series running right now. <laughs> you know how to turn that off? No, I don't. Shelter Footy Cast tipping competition is happening. I'm, I'm not joking here. I think, Skate, what did you get? Three? I think you got three, So yeah. I got one. If you join now, you definitely can still beat us. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Uh, so get in there. You can join on the Shelter Footycast uh, socials. You can find it uh, in the link tree there, um, as well as on the Shelter website if you want to find it there. So Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, watch us, listen to us a podcast, blah, blah, blah. You know what, well, you know what the go is. Shelter Footycast on socials. Get around it. Um, let's get into it. Some big moments happening. Uh, Freo and West Coast lost. We're going to get into those games in a little bit. Uh, look, there was a couple of big moments that I liked. New coaches get the job done. Four new coaches: Alistair Clarkson, Kingsley, Scott, Lyon, all get the all get the win first up. Yeah, it doesn't say perhaps something about the energy and and the. 
the new feel about the, a club that this happens. I mean, it's not coincidence that the four newish coaches, albeit a couple of recycled, have come into a club, and you could see it in the North game. You could see the yeah. the players, the appetite, their desire. You saw it with Ross Lyon yesterday. Yeah. Um, Brad Scott. I mean, are they? We talk about teams that might emerge from from nowhere, and you you hang your hat on the Eagles, and I by anyone who can can identify a team now. They're top of the table, Eston. Will they be any good? Not sure, because Hawthorne, not so much. But the coaching um, the coaching changes, I think, whether it's a sugar hit or longer term, yet to find out. But certainly, those coaches um, ha- had an impact on the weekend. Well, of those coaches, if you look at them, you know, uh, North Melbourne beat West Coast. From what I saw, West Coast, you know, that performance can lead them a poor team. So, uh, yes, they were good, but they don't beat a you know, top four side. Uh, GWS beat Adelaide. A good win, and given their injuries, um, you know, it was a good win. But again, I don't know if Adelaide are going to be a great team this year. Uh, but again, who, who knows? Probably They'll probably win the premiership, by the way I'm going. Uh, Brad Scott, uh, you know, Essendon beat Hawthorne. You know, that, they're a young side. Yep. But the, the best one out of the lot was Ross Lyon being Frio. Who, they are going to be a good team, I think. Uh, they, they just absolutely pulverise them. And you could see... You only had to watch that game for ten minutes to see Ross Lyon's style, didn't you? They, they just they just looked like Ross Lyon's team. It was an ambush in the old style, and and it was frustrating to watch with a, a Fremantle eye on the game, seeing this team as in St Kilda undermanned, totally undermanned, showing more desire, more appetite. They shut down the space. As you said, it was very much a Ross Lyon performance. But from a Fremantle perspective, they had a lot of the footy. But it's what they did with it. It was their ball movement. It was their entries inside 50, 60-plus entries, 65, I think it was. But most times you looked at the ball, bombed in. The tall forwards were poor, despite the fact the delivery might might not have been great. I think if you look at combined Jackson, uh, Jackson, Taberner, Tracy, Tracy, Fife, Fife, I think there might have been two marks between them in that group. I mean, there was just a a lack lack of... uh, a lack of ability to impose themselves on the contest. Well, it was really frustrating. Free from desire, perhaps. Free from desire. Yeah, look, and you know what's easy to sit and watch it on TV and say desire, but the other mob, they look dog hungry. And I, I don't think I could say the same from what I saw of Fremantle. They were having a crack, but gee, it was a frustrating watch yesterday, Scoey. We're going to break into those games in just a little bit. Before we get there, though, I've got two, two other issues I just want to touch on that I think they tie into each other. So the MRO, um, Lance Franklin's accepted a one-match ban because I pick it, uh, been charged two weeks. I don't know if he's accepted it. assume he would have. You have to. Uh, and then McAdam yesterday in the GWS Adelaide game, huge hit, which... If I give a fair synopsis, he didn't actually get him in the head. It looks like he does, but he gets him across the middle. But it was such a violent hit that it was like the whiplash forward mm. from the young kid at um, GWS. So, you know, we, we had those. And, and that's what happens in footy, right? So that, that is always going to happen. But it brings me back to the head knocks. So given there's class actions happening right now, um, I saw an incident which wasn't reportable. Um, North Melbourne kid, again, I've forgotten his name, but... Um, halfway through the West Coast game, came back with the flight, sort of got pushed, smacked his head on the ground, slid along the ground into the goalpost, smacked his head into the goalpost and stayed down for a decent period of time, holding his head, didn't come off the ground. Mm. Uh, So these MRO stuff that's happening, um, head knocks, that was just one incident in the West Coast Kangaroos I noticed, but I, I noticed some others where... 
there was clear head knocks where players are still not getting bought off the ground for concussion protocol. I I, I, I was shocked. G- given what's happening right now, I was absolutely shocked that one... I, yeah, I would be very surprised if the AFL is not contacting clubs saying, if your player is hit in the head... Any doubt. They need to come off. Yeah, because they're trying to protect themselves well, moving forward. Yeah, correct. Because th- this is what this class action is all about, is the players weren't shown a duty of care whilst in the workplace. Now, I know the workplace is very different to most workplaces, but it is a workplace out in the footy field, and that's what the argument is. So I was absolutely gobsmacked at some of the stuff I saw over the weekend, and and nothing looked to have changed from from what I saw. Yeah, and look, this has been an issue that is is, it's it's a difficult one because players will not want to come off the ground. They will not want to miss matches of footy. (laughs) But uh, the underlying issue for the AFL is, well, in 15 years' time, if we allow this to go through unchecked, then we will face these ongoing legal um, pieces of action. One incident that I I was interested in, and just the process, was uh, Jay McGovern, who went off the ground, and there was vision of, uh, I think, a a medical officer from the club, perhaps, looking at vision, trying to find vision of of where he suffered his head knock. He was allowed to return to the ground. It's interesting, the protocol that I was unaware of how it's actually played out now, apart from the the questions to the player from the doctor, but also looking at the visuals as well. Well, you've got to take everything into account. So that one was off the ball. They had a big big clash of heads at the back, and they took him off and put him through the protocol, I think. Look, I I would say, um, and this might be drastic, but I I think as of round two, like immediately, they they should have independent um, reviewers on the the sideline that has no attachment to either club, AFL sanctioned. And if there's any, if they say you've got to come off, you've got to come off. There's no bad luck. I think the NRL does that because. Well, why doesn't the AFL? Well, I'm pretty sure they do. I think they've got their own independent uh, assessment of the player because obviously if you've got a. The accusation will come if the West Coast player, for instance, uh, Schofield, is taken off head knock, allowed to return. Um, and this is questioning, I guess, the credibility of, of the medical profession. But what it does is, if you have an independent assessment, I think that takes all yeah, no elements out of the out which, of is, which, which, I mean, there's two class actions against the AFL, so why wouldn't that exist already? Yeah, It's outrageous. Anyway, that's what my thoughts were over the weekend. Let's get into some games. It's Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shot of Footy Cast. Which one of these should we do first? Let's get into West Coast. Uh, watch this from from siren to siren. I know some weeks we, we, you can't watch every game minute to minute. I watch this one minute to minute. Um, I'll start with this. Uh, I was watching with my, my family around. I was getting quite quite invested. Right, I've come out. So they want to play. You know, can play finals. Yeah, it's skewing the game. I, I want them to win. Right, <laughs> got merch sitting over the back there. <laughs> anyway, I, I was. I, I sometimes I don't. I don't really get invested. I just watch and I enjoy the footy. But I was. I was I wanted them to play well. Just like, just I, I don't know why I felt so. You know. Anyway, I was carrying on a little bit and swearing at the TV. Um, kids weren't in the room, but they were outside. Anyway, my, my little two year old <laughs> comes and uh, sits down next to me, and I'd stop swearing by then. But uh, I said, what, "What's on the TV?" He said, "Eagles." I said, "That's right, mate. What is it? Footy." I said, "That's right, mate." I'm sitting there, and he goes, "Fuck." <laughs> Are you serious? Well, well, I, I was carrying on. I was dropping a few f bombs because uh, it was a little Sid. But because, mate, what I, what I saw in that first half, it was deflating. Exactly what you spoke. Yeah, it left me flat. Exactly what you spoke about with Fremantle. I, I, and I think it was. I don't like using the effort stuff. Like I, I hear that as a player. I've heard that as a player. The, the effort. I just. I don't think it's the right word to, to say that players aren't 
you know, out there trying. West Coast players are trying. No, right? but there, but there are levels going that, and you yeah. can see North it's, with that appetite, which yeah, it's, it just it's seemed more that right. Yeah. It's more the mm. the the application of your desire, not effort. It's how much do you want to go into a pack, take a clean ball, not get stripped in the tackle, distribute the ball to your teammate. It, it, I, I know how West Coast operates. I would be absolutely shocked if uh, the Monday today, right now, the Monday morning meeting isn't just clips of people fumbling, missing handballs, missing tackles, or being like stripped in tackles. They, they were just beaten up around the ball, and that was the only issue. Um, but it's a big issue. Forty-two to twenty-five, the clearance count. Now yep. that's not always going to win you a game of footy, but it, it does give you a bit of an indication as to to how they were beaten up in that it, area it of the game. Just, it was just fundamentals, mate. So it, it wasn't game plan. I had people hit me up on Twitter. Oh, nothing's changed with the game. But it was nothing to do with game plan. It was... I, I don't think it's an effort thing. Do you I think the ball movement was an issue? I, I don't think... Honestly, ball movement is a a follow-on from what happens around the ball. Yeah. You, you, like, and Simo preaches this. All coaches preach this. If you can't get it done around the ball, you can't get your ball movement going. You can't defend behind the ball. You can't do anything. If, 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 you, if you put out what West Coast did in that first half, you cannot do anything. So it doesn't matter what the game plan is. It, 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 honestly, it does not. It doesn't matter how good your forwards are. It doesn't matter how good your back line's playing. It's, it's how, how you can... Mate, it's just fundamentals. Take a clean ball, give it to your teammate. And yeah, sometimes it's clearances. Sometimes it's contested ball. There's different stats, but it was just the eye test for me. I, I could just watch. I, I did a test. I was sitting next to my father-in-law after I'd fixed up the swearing incident, and we were watching. And I, I was getting so frustrated. I said, "Patrick, watch this for the next five minutes. I'm going to count just West Coast fumbles, cough ups. So that's if you get the ball, someone tackles you, and you just spill it out. Uh, missed handballs and missed tackles. So actually, not tackling a North player." I got to twelve in three minutes. Just what? Just just normal play. Twelve, and mate, you, you cannot win games of footy like that. You certainly can't play finals like that. They they would be extremely disappointed. People would say the midfield, but I would just say as a team, not strong enough, not hard enough, and the desire you talked yeah, about. Yeah, and again, you're right. Though there's no question they were having, they were trying. They weren't, as, as my mum might say. Why aren't they trying? Yeah, they are they're trying. trying. They're but trying. It, you could just see there was a, a percentage level of yeah, difference in it edge in what North were doing and just quickly touch on what will happen today at the review round one and obviously you've worked so hard over the, the pre-season you build up for essentially 23 rounds but one round has stood out for a while and that's get the job done how will Simo approach a review will there be hard truths told it'll or do be, you think or think do you think it'll be more a softly softly yeah it'll be interesting it could go either way round one you, you can uh, I think Simo's a I would say a real master of that, of reading the group, um, what lever to pull. I mean, that's effectively what coaches do, right? Like, coaches analyse the play. They see what's gone right, what's gone wrong, and then they pick what they're going to show the group. But, you know, they, they decide whether I'm going to go hard on, on what I've just been talking about or, you know, maybe there's some positives you can work out. You know, they've worked their way back into the game in, the, you know, in that last sort of, you know, quarter and a half, and they, they did do some good stuff. So, you know... Young group, sort of, but not really. I, personally, I'll be going really hard um, because because that sort of stuff can be fixed. You know, the the, the players that I was watching, they, they were senior players doing these things. It wasn't Ruben Jimby. Like mm. I wasn't I wasn't watching Ruben Jimby and Campbell Chester and Noah Long and how many cough ups they had. This is senior players around the footy. So, 
uh, personally, I would be going hard and and and, and making sure that never happens again. Are you concerned as well, just quickly on, on the match itself, with um, Jerry going down for, for North, Jamison, Williams, oh, yeah. albeit they're not recognised Ruckman, but they they didn't impose themselves. Mate, Dom, as... Dom Sheb was in the Ruck in the last quarter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but these, these guys were... set of bounces. So, so what does it say for, for, for the young blokes that are, are still finding their way as a backup Ruckman to Nick? <sighs> oh, look, mate, I, yeah, and like I just said, like I don't like... You know, whacking young, young blokes. No, they're learning the case. Cal Jamison's a young bloke, um, gets subbed out, didn't impact the game. Um, you know, Bailey Williams, I, I think, I, I think has the opportunity to really take that spot, and, and he didn't. So, um, yep, that that was going to be a question mark, and that didn't didn't hold up against um, a backup ruckman at North Melbourne. with no Todd Goldstein in the in the, in the side too. So, look, the, the, you know that. There was there was some positive overall in the game. Nick Larkey was really good, kicked six goals for North Melbourne. Um, uh, I heard some ratings on Tom Barras that he was. I thought Tom Barras was quite good. Didn't have every goal of those kicked on him, um, but in the end, you know, their key forward kicked six goals, and that's on the back line. Yeah, and at the opposite of the ground, Liam Ryan. I think it's fair to say if you needed a spark, he was a bloke who, who provided. He looked really good. Some of that, and you know, that's that's what he brings the, the flying Ryan to the, to the table, um, and Oscar Allen. Didn't have a huge game, but hit the scoreboard. And you know what? Just put this into perspective. First match for, what, 12 months plus. Mm. So um, he, he's, he might need a half a dozen matches out With in the middle. proper to, pressure. Yeah, to, to get himself accustomed to that. So, um, yeah, really, I think because of the, the the team they were playing from 2022, the Wooden Spooners, we've got this... Yeah, I mean, I'm carrying on a bit, aren't I? And we all are, but because of the disappointment. But I want West Coast to get better. I want Fremantle to take the next step. And after one weekend, there's a lot of people who are feeling a bit flat about so life. Pooper armour. She's all get the rising start. And thirty-four touches, thirty-four third most on debut. It wasn't like he was getting cheap touches either. No. He was just, you know, not that that's a blight on the West Coast midfield, but you have a first. Game player running around having thirty four. I, I don't think that's a positive thing. Put it that way. Um, uh, and Ruben Jimby, um, look, been carrying on him about him over at the Back Chat Podcast. Um, he had twelve tackles, second most on debut ever. Great for him. Um, he looked really good. Um, a few times bursting through packs. He looks, you know, got a great kick on him, and he was strong around the contest. It's also not what you want. You don't you want your first game player leading tackles. That's it. Again, you know they had to they had to put Luke Shuey into the midfield, who's playing you know back mid, and they, they had to put him purely on ball because just they, to get hold they of it. couldn't get it done. And and when that that actually changed the game. He started getting clearances uh, again. I got some feedback. I said Luke Shuey's the best midfielder at West Coast, clearly still, which I stand by. Um, but they don't want him to be that. That they, they they want they want to play him back. They want Tim Kelly, Dom Shee. But he's had to protect Gaff, his body. Ruben Jimby. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They don't want to play him in the midfield. Hundred percent of the time, mm. because and he also adds something to the back line. But they couldn't put him back there because they couldn't get it down the middle. And then once that happened, you know, they then started losing clearances the other way, and he had to go. You know, that they were moving him around. Now he's he's the captain, right? So um, you know, he's got to put his hand up and be the best player. And I thought he was easily West Coast best player. They got some issues West Coast. Um, can they be fixed? Yeah, they can. They're, I would think if it was game plan related, which I didn't really feel like it was that sort of a game, I think that's harder to fix. If you if you trade a certain way all preseason and it clearly doesn't work, you know, like a Hawthorne against Essendon perhaps or something like that, where it's like, geez, that's got chopped up defensively. 
I think it's more uh, more alarms than what I'm talking about, which is which is attitude and you know, how much do you want it? Like, do do you really want to take that tackle? Do you really want to take it cleanly? So I think that can be fixed, but they're going to have to go pretty hard on it over the next four weeks. Yeah, and the next four weeks, I mean, they've got the Giants this week, and it can't look too far ahead, but the Derby, there's Melbourne, <laughs> there's Geelong, there's Carlton, there's Richmond. I think Port might be in there somewhere just off the top of my head. Oh boy. They've got... Yeah, this yeah, is... fair to say I've had a stinker. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to play finals. Can we come out and say that yet? Or, you know, no, I'm going to... No. You've got to stick fat. I mean, wow, but the, I had some very, It was very... too much of 2022 for too long... Lo- on Saturday. Is that, is that a fair I point? don't know. I, I saw a bit of that as well. Look, I don't know, mate. Like, maybe. I mean, 2022, they were a shit team. And at stages, they played like shit. So, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. I don't, I don't know 2022, 2023. But we're venting a bit that, this morning. The application across the, uh, you know, over the ball wasn't good enough. So, that, that was the problem. Can you fix it? But the, what you said, it is fixable. Yeah. And the, we'll the, see this week, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You think they're going to win this week? You, t- you said that off here. Yeah, I do. I think they will. I mean, I'll mind talk, you, I've talk. been drinking your bath water all summer, so no, I've got to stay no, with <laughs> Not great at the moment. <laughs> St Kilda defeat Fremantle by 15 points. This this blew me away. Got to be honest. I was on radio <laughs> venting like I am now about West Coast. and But I said, okay, Fremantle, at least Fremantle will sort it out for West Australians. They, they were... You had them for a 10-goal win. Oh, well, I was carrying on a little bit about <laughs> I wanted them to win by 10 goals. Yeah. Look, this is a really interesting game. Um, Ross Lyon, you, you cannot fault him. He's come into that football club and he clearly has instilled um, you know, a desire, similar to Alistair Clarkson, around the footy because they were strong over the ball. But a game plan, like you could, you could see the brand, like instantly. And, and they weren't, look, they made a lot of mistakes in Kilda and they went forward and had as many uh, clangers and turnovers as what Fremantle did. Hence, we saw the likes of you know Brennan Cox take twenty marks, yep. club record equaling. You know some of those were um, a lot of those were uncontested. But he he and Luke Ryan and you know I thought Hayden Young was good in defence. The Dockers midfield was was okay, but maybe from the lofty standards of last year, Andy Brayshaw not as uh, dominant. Caleb Saron got a lot of it, but a bit of it, but not as damaging. Uh, Jago Amira probably a little. Disappointing first up, so they, they, and Will Brody was probably the, their best mid. So, yep. the, a, a little bit shades of what we saw with Freeman. I thought with West Coast, I thought the opposition again just had a an edge to them that that Fremantle didn't. That's not to say they they didn't didn't put their body on the line, but I just thought they actually wanted to win the, the game more. And they had a better better structure. And I think Ross Lyon won the coaching duel there. There's no question, given what was in play for Fremantle in the forward line. We talked about Taverner, Tracy, Fife, and Jackson. Did they go too tall? A bit like the Bulldogs who we'll talk about. Did they have the right forward structure moving forward? And Fife, of course, is the person who's going to cop a lot of criticism because of um, his lack of output yesterday and what he's done as a midfielder and what, where he is now after one game. This is a pretty simple game. St Kilda put numbers behind the ball. As yep. soon as they um, as soon as they turned the ball over or Fremantle got it, they just pushed everyone behind the ball, right? And it didn't look pretty. Um, wasn't it wasn't a great game to watch because Freo just chipping around the back line. Um, but St Kilda knew that was going to happen. So, look, I'll, I'll, I'll never say they were out-coached Fremantle, but certainly the Fremantle players didn't look like they had a tool or they didn't, ex- they didn't know that was coming. So... How you beat that is going fast off turnover. You, you, you can't let the opposition, if they're in that mode, you can't let them get behind the ball and set up. <clears throat> so quite often, um, back lines are the gate holders of your ball movement. So if you win the ball back in the back line, 
and you go slow, we well, ball movement slow because time builds up, the opposition get time to you know number off, and then there's nowhere to go, and you end up going down the line, and you you get exactly what happened in this game where a chip, 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 trying to find the loose, and they were giving looses, but they were behind you know behind. It didn't the hurt you. If you don't go fast, then they set up, and you know Freo had. I was just looking up here. Freo had. Uh, 60, 65 inside, 65 inside 50s yeah. to 53. You, most times you win matches. Mate, if you have 65 inside You win 50s, matches. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the entries were to numbers. They, yes. were, they weren't to four on fours. They were to 12 on 12s inside 50. And um, no, I don't think they went too tall because, you know, if the way they played, they needed talls to bring the ball to ground. But once the ball got to ground, there's too many numbers. You can't score. Like, you just cannot be efficient in the forward 50. So, a lot of things to work on for Frio. But, you know, the, the, the quickest way, so for West Coast, you know, get the ball done around the midfield. I don't think that was Fremantle's issue. For Fremantle, you've got to move it fast. You've got, you got to go. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to take the game on. you got to – and it doesn't have to be stupid. You know, like, um, you know, sometimes Collingwood moves the ball. Hawthorne just said outrageous. It just needs to be quicker. Get the ball, find the man, go. Handball, go. And it just gets the game moving, and it's a little bit risky, but – they were just hesitant. So what? Yeah, they'll be. That's what they'll be watching yeah. the Monday meetings. So. No, no question. And look, I, I'll talk about Collingwood soon. I just thought they were just elite with what they did in that <laughs> that speed of ball movement. Yeah, the Dockers they were a, a slightly slow ball moving side last year, uh, but they did it in a, in a sort of a measured way. Yeah. But at the weekend yesterday, yeah, it was it was frustrating to watch, and I know the reason because of those numbers back. But the St Kilda game style, as we were calling the game on six PR, we thought this has to be an exhausting way to play footy week in, week out, if that's the way they're going to do it. Um, and you reckon... But that's what Ross will be looking for. Oh, like of course he will. He's done it every time he's coached that. Yeah, I mean, will he that wants work... full buy into that game style. That's, yeah. And if he can get that, then they'll, they'll improve. He's proven which, it has worked. Yeah. But with, you but can't question with, it. With better cattle than what they've got it now. Yeah, but like... I don't know, like yeah, Fremantle had a good team over those successful years, but they weren't like they weren't super so you speak to the boys now, you know, Ryan Crowley and Lee Spur and those guys are involved in that era. They didn't they, they had A graders. They had A graders well, in the team. Well, they they have yeah, McFarlane. I think St Kilda with a full team do, you know. Jack Steele's an A grader, Jack Sinclair's an A grader, Max King's an A grader. So they're, they're they're guys that you can hang your hat on and their back line's really good. That's what Ross will like about them. Their back line's Wilkie's Terrific. Yeah, so so that's the other point I did want to touch on with the Freo game. Um, St Kilda had the exact back line to match up on that. Um, Dougal Howard, Cal Wilkie, um, these these sorts of guys back there, they they could shut down Tabner, Tracy, Fife, Jackson. And the way the ball was moving, they always had help. There was never one-on-ones anywhere, was there? I know, but Scott, I guess what, what, what we were watching yesterday was that long ball going in. There was one occasion where Hayden Young, who's a, a beautiful user, Hit up Nat Fife. Now, admittedly, there was space. He let up. He missed the goal. But there wasn't enough of that to try and... There was no space. No space. Look, I I totally understand where you're coming from. It was just frustrating to see that instead of trying to find that that shorter target, that they continually went long. And again, the tools, I know they were nullified, but they did not even look... Sometimes it didn't look like bringing the ball to ground. I think... Now five had one touch inside forward fifty, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah seven, seven for the day. Tabiner was unsighted a bit. Josh Tracy was unsighted. Jackson Darcy combo didn't look amazing. Yeah, I think Darcy tried his heart out. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, they they were, yeah, they just they just looked off in front of the ball, and and I think all of it is less about um, less about application for Fremantle where where West Coast, and it was more about the way they went about it. So. Game plan, sort of, which, 
Yeah, they, they, they just need to be more aggressive. That'll fix it for free. Oh, I think you're 100% right. And that seems to be the trend. The best teams I saw at the weekend, and the best compared to the worst, there's a massive golf after one week, small sample size. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, show footy cast. Well, let's have a quick look through the rest of the round, Skeeter. Disappointing uh, start for the West Australians over here, but let's get into the other games. You mentioned it before. Collingwood defeat Geelong by 22. Um, perhaps the most impressive uh, performance over the weekend? I love them. I yeah. just thought they were terrific. Uh, the Dacos boys, outstanding. We talked about their ball movement. They, look, they were not as efficient in front of goal as Geelong was for, for the first half of the match, but they sort of they hung around long enough. And I think there's an interesting stat here, and I know you're big on Geelong winning back-to-back flags, and they won't lose any friends for what they did. Uh, again. No, no. <laughs> they offset. won't lose any friends because they, we know they're too good a side. But this was my question saying I don't think they will go back-to-back. Is Attitudinally, I just think to be able to, to go... Back to the well, I think it's going to be tough. And here's just a, a very, again, one small sample size. In the qualifying final last year, Geelong laid 75 tackles. Mm. Friday night, 44. Now, again, it, that, no, can be, real. that can be changed pretty quickly. Yeah, but it's real. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's about mindset when you're trying to defend a premiership. So yeah, totally. They know they have the talent. You know, there's no questions about their team yeah. or their game plan. Yeah, it's it's just how they apply themselves, and like it's back on the west coast. It's like around the ball and get the. It's, it's a simple game, footy. It 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 actually never changes. You know, game styles change and umpiring decisions. I know people caring about the umpiring decision in the west coast game. It doesn't it doesn't matter honestly. Umpires don't influence games. Uh, game styles don't really impact them that much. They do a bit. It's about how you apply yourself, how you how you um, execute the fundamentals. You know, like clean ground balls. Hitting targets when you kick, um, being efficient in front of goal, like all, all that stuff. Yeah, of course. That never changes. And which, which against the Kilda didn't necessarily execute all those skills well. But, but Geelong, do, Geelong does. Does it? We exactly. know that they do that. So to lose by four goals, Collingwood kicked the last eight goals of the game, ran, ran over them, and, and they looked they looked elite. You know, they, 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 that looked like finals type team. Um, the, the questions over, you know, can they win these close games? I've heard the word coming out of Collingwood is. No, we're not going to win the close games because there's not going to be close games. We're not going to be in those close situations anymore. We're going to have the tools to do what they did against Geelong and and go over the top of teams. And that's what I said to you last week. I mean, you know, we make a lot of statements. Most of them are wrong, but occasionally you get one right. <laughs> I just don't see how they get worse with Daniel McStay, Bobby Hill, Tom Mitchell, well, and coming. Bobby Hill three goals, Tom Mitchell two goals. Yeah, and Tom Mitchell's not a goal kicker per no. se. So look, I. I'm actually, I was big on Collingwood to be around the mark again. I, I obviously not going backwards on that. And I thought they were terrific. Uh, Geelong, I would lose a heap of sleep over it. But I think Chris Scott knows that attitudinally there, there'll have to be a, a little little change up there. And a couple of injuries for them as well. Tommy yep. Stewart. Yeah, Thomas Stewart. Um, looked, that looked not great. I think it's a medial strain. So he'll miss three to four weeks. He's a big loss for them. Mm. Probably their best player. Um, and structurally is very big for them. And then probably... In the same, same ilk, Jeremy Howe at the other end, um, compound, compound fracture to his arm, so that means the bone was out of the skin for all those playing along at home. Um, oh. So, oh, mate, if you imagine running over to your teammate, making, making sure he's all right, and there's bone coming out of his arm, not a great situation to be in. So he's, look, he's going to miss 10 weeks. 10, yeah, so three um, months. Yeah, so um, not great for him. He's a bit of an older player, but but I think, you know, you, you get that fixed up, you get a plate in it. Um, Silly uh, courage? Oh, mate, like... He, he was up on top of him, you know. Like he, he, that's what he does, doesn't yeah. he? Jeremy no, no, does he just, he, he's just one of those blokes. Just here. an accident. Um, I, I, and we'll finish off on this game. Jordan Dugowie, three goals. 
close to 30 touches, three votes. A lot of people talking about him for Brownlow medal and this is his year. He's gone away and he's, you know, he's, you know, I'm, I'm fixed and I'm, I'm doing the right things and had a big off-season. That's been the word. You know, can he do that? He has the talent to win a Brownlow, doesn't he? He does. Absolutely. In the I mean, what he, that, that was three votes by a long, long way. He's, a, he's an absolute talent and, you know what, there's absolutely every reason why Collingwood were determined to try and get this contract, new contract yep. in place because if he if he gets it right, Collingwood can go all the way. Um, talking about big wins and big big uh, you know statement games. Port Adelaide defeat Brisbane by fifty four. I don't know who this says more about Port Adelaide or Brisbane. I think Brisbane in Port Adelaide. Look, they'd be really disappointed. But Port Adelaide, uh, th- that like I, I should have picked them because they they lost five in a row to start the year last year. Ken Hinckley would have been banging on about it all preseason. We've got to start well, we've got to start well, we've got to start well. And they have. Yeah, they have. And look, I've been on the Brisbane bandwagon early and I'm just a bit like you with, uh, <laughs> with jumping off. Although my, my bandwagon, I think, has got a chance to regather uh, oh, the troops. Oh, wheels are off. We're getting Fair dragged Dinkum. along the ground. Brisbane, soft. It was just... Uh, it was bad. a performance away from home that, unfortunately, um, the hype of their preseason. Look, I still think they'll be tough to beat up at the gap, but that's a given. But yeah, look, Port Adelaide deserve a lot of credit. Junior... Bobbed up and did his thing, and Jason Horn Francis. Um, talk about the, the spotlight being on a kid and, and being able to absorb it and play the footy he has. Well, uh, he's the number one pick, as Ken Hinckley said. He has to do that consistently over a long period of time. But we saw Port Adelaide a couple of times during the preseason. They weren't bad, they weren't terrific, they lost both matches per se. But yeah, I, maybe that's that's the the result that signals that they will be a force again this year? Well, Horn Francis, 25 touches and a goal. Um, I, I saw him over here, and he's just a, he's a good player, and he's going to be a very good player. So to get him for whatever they got him for, and Rioli's a gun, mate. When when, when he plays well in a good team, like that, they, that they, they are two huge additions. They get Charlie Dixon back, who not many people talk about. He didn't play a lot of footy last year. He had six shots on goal, maybe, maybe another couple. He was kicking like absolute garbage, couldn't hit the backside of the yeah. barn, but just a you know, massive presence up there alongside Marshall. That, like that, that's a dangerous side, Port Adelaide, and they, uh, they embarrassed Brisbane, and so Brisbane will be licking their wounds. There'll be a lot of bounce-back teams this, this week, and I think I'm going to pick them all. Are you going to go? Oh, absolutely. Brisbane to win, West Coast to win, Freo to win. All that, yeah. It'll happen. You watch. Um, or not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melbourne well, defeat Bulldogs. I used to believe you as well. I sit there and you say, oh, you know, I've played a premiership. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. You haven't. I go, okay, okay. Well, I believe you. And then I end up looking like a dick. Well, uh, yeah, I'll leave. You usually sort that out yourself pretty nicely. Um, uh, the Western Bulldogs. I've, I've banged. I said that. <laughs> So I picked them. Um, yeah, by the way, if you've been playing along at home, every team that's won, I picked the other team. So, uh, <laughs> Melbourne defeat Bulldogs by 50. Look, I thought this was going to be closer. I thought Bulldogs had the tools to do it. They didn't. And Melbourne look outstanding. Yeah, I'm not sure if you tipped them off the back of Stephen May not playing or whether you yeah, saw their tools forwards. Yeah. Um, and a bit like Fremantle, it, it, maybe it's going to take some time and to, to get that synergy in. And Lob had a quiet night. I know he's got some flack on social media. We know that Jamara, you, in fact, their whole forward structure was forward line with the tools. They're big. They're, they're they huge. Are, they're, they are massive, which, aren't they? Which I spoke about it on radio. Um, they've never been tall, ever. They've never had good talks like and like they did. And now they've got a surplus. Correct. So And, and Jones, Jones was out early, Injured, early yeah. in that game. So even with him back in the team, they're even taller. So, look, I... I think it's just going to take some time for the Bulldogs. You know, time will tell whether they get it right or not. But but I 
I, I still liked their team. They just, you know, Melbourne looked outstanding. Um, Hamish Brayshaw has been very big on them. Uh, maybe I should have listened to him. No, I did listen to him. And the midfield, I mean, Petrarca, um, the, 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 the Grundy. Um, yeah, Gorn, Grundy. What are we calling it? Grundy. Grundy. Like that, that's, that'll work. Um, and just going back to the Bulldogs, their forward line, they'll be better when Cody Waitman returns. A, a small forward. Yep. Yeah. Whether one of those tools has to drop out from time to time, oh, yeah, that's, that's a question. Who did you pick in that game? Melbourne. I picked Melbourne, yeah. yeah. Pick, and their midfield. I just think their midfield was too good and she sets it up well for this week. But they're, they're a team having listened to Hammer, yep. who's very bullish and obviously has some, some good mail on that front. Intel. Yeah, that uh, this is a team that... And they'll get May... Oh, if it's May, they're going to get three... Probably two or three premiership players back this week. Might even be uh, Fritz, um, whether it's May. But they're going to get better before they get worse, I would have thought. Oh, I picked the Western Bulldogs, so that's great. And I'll be picking them next week as well for a bounce-back game. Sydney defeat Gold Coast by 49 points. Got this one right. I picked Sydney. I think I I got one. I got one tip right. One, and it was this. Sydney to beat Gold Coast. whoop de doo <laughs> Seriously. Um, Sydney, look, they looked, you know, no shines of the pre- uh, the grand final hangover, if we want to talk about that. Gold Coast, really disappointing, Poor. I think. They've come out and said that they're ready for finals, and they're not, um, that's pretty much... Jeez, they spent some money on the AFL on the, the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> How many times do you have to sit back and go, well, they haven't come up to scratch, they haven't improved, um, and... Look, let's hope maybe, it's... A, maybe Sydney, maybe Sydney uh, is just showing that they're right at the top. Well, of the game, so. We said this last... One thing we did say last week is uh, Horse would have spoken to the players saying, look, everyone's written you off. You've been beaten in a grand final. You were... Scoey's got p- you out of the eight. <laughs> Scoey's got you finishing bottom four. Let's stick it up this prick from WA. <laughs> and uh, they did it comfortably. Buddy kicked two. Miss a week, so I've got him. We and I have got lunch on the fact that he's going to score under fifty goals for the season. So he's, he's suspended. Isn't he? <laughs> he's suspended like, no. How one many one. goals did he kick? Kick two. All right. Yeah. So yeah, and he, he'll he'll miss and a couple with a hamstring or something. And he'll kick zero next week. <laughs> yeah. So. so anyway, so that's our little ongoing bet. Look, uh, I think he deserved to, uh, a little spell for what he did. But end of the day, Sydney, I think uh, I think they're going to be better than what some. They're not going to slide as far as what some think. Uh, Jared Witt's had 51 hit-outs uh, following along at home. 25 touches, 51 hit-outs. That's a big, big game for a Ruckman. 10 clearances. Um, don't have anything else to say about that. GWS defeat Adelaide by 16. Watch most of this game. Uh, Adelaide jumped out of the blocks. We're all over GWS. Kicked poorly in front of goal. First they? half. GWS had like seven shots on goal, and Adelaide would have had 15. They, they led by almost five goals, but they... They had so many chances to put that game to bed. Simply put it to bed. Pretty much. So at, at half time, um, Adelaide had, had 20 scoring shots to 12. And very quickly in that third quarter, scores were effectively level at three-quarter time. And then GWS just went past them. It was a really impressive win by GWS. Mm. They had some injuries. They lost Lockie Whitfield to concussion. Uh, they lost some other guys late. Um, they had two players out there and it was like 35 degrees as well it was really hot Toby Green was interviewed after this game he said it was the the, the hardest game he's ever played in the fatigue factor yeah, yeah. he was cooked and he, he worked his he worked his ass off like absolutely worked his ass off Tom Green inside was outstanding he's had a big pre-season with a lot of um, hope that he was going to take the next step with Toronto and Hopper moving out of the team well he did he, he was he was outstanding Yep, and they've got a, a road trip this week to, to WA. So, yeah, I mean, that's the guy that, and we'll talk about this on Thursday, but Toby Green's the guy that I think he's the barometer for them. And, and once again, I'm not, I'm not sure 
the Giants will be great this year, but that's a, that's a character-building win, and I, Adam Kingsley will, will get a lot of joy out of that. Toby, Toby Grant had eight shots and goal kick, 4-4. Four, four. That, that, that's a big game for just what he is. He's not he's not small, he's not tall, he just works hard. Um, you know, eight shots on goal is is huge. Um, from Adelaide's point of view, I thought they were you know, some really positive signs. Rochelle and Rankin um, spoke to someone inside Adelaide when they were over here and said that both of those guys will be spending a lot of time through the midfield this year, and they did. They both kicked... Uh, sorry, Rochelle kicked three goals from the midfield, like playing as a pure mid, and Rankin kicked two goals, five, seven shots on goal. So I do think both of those teams... I don't know if they're both going to be, you know, finals teams. So it was a bit of a shootout. We'll see how they both... Yeah, I think Adelaide can kick a score this year. So that, that will keep them in games, I would have thought, uh, regularly. And at the Adelaide Oval, I think they're going to be tough to beat. Last game of the weekend to get through because obviously the Fremantle game was last. We've already done that. Essendon defeat Hawthorne by 10 goals at the MCG. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I was watching the start of that, that contest and Hawthorne were, were sort of good. putting some questions to, to the Bombers and to Essendon's credit, they fell, I think, 15 points down. Uh, really, a couple of nice moments. Alan Davy Jr. kicks his first goal. Yep. McDonald Tip and Woody, first goal in 588 Did days. Huge cheer when he, when he took the sub vest off, basically. Much loved, much loved. And we saw Essendon, the preaching of Brad Scott has been about not just scoring and being attacking, but also being able to defend and keep the pressure on. And they, they did that to a tee, I guess, from midway through that second quarter and maybe even slightly before then to, to really shut down the Hawks, which, as we said, Hawthorne's not going to be a, a team that's going to be playing finals this year. I think that's a fairly safe yes. bet at this stage of the season, <laughs> we that. think. But uh, Essendon, and you and I haven't been big on them during the preseason, but that, that was a... At least a promising sign for a club that's been through a fair bit of hell in the last last few years, playing wise. And, and look, Brad Scott, if, if they can keep that moving in the right direction, particularly the defensive pressure, um, they're going to be a, a side to at least be contending midway through the year. Well, what they've added that I probably didn't appreciate is their small forwards and, and forward line pressure. Wiedemann, good. Yeah. He came yeah, in. Wiedemann. I mean, I mean he, and he's played, heard on the coverage, he's played almost 100 games of VFL, AFL footy. So. Uh, that's, you know, a combination, something like 60 AFL and 40 VFL. You start getting to those sorts of numbers and you start realising what you can do, you start realising what your body can do, you know, how you can move, how your opponents move, you start figuring the game out. So he'll, he'll be coming into a patch of his career that he really gets better. Um, just to finish off on the whole round, these new coaches that come in and they work for, with a group for a pre-season, they put in new game plans and they, they preach and they talk and we're going to do this and we're going to be better... If you rock up round one and you play like shit and you lose, it, it, you know, just it, you just want not that not that it will happen, but I'm sure they'd be happy if they went on to lose the next five. At least they've come out. Hey boys, what I'm telling you works. We can win AFL games of footy. Um, all those new sides: Essendon, North Melbourne, uh, Adelaide, uh, GWS, and the one more that I'm us in Kilda. They may not win twenty Heaps games this year, but. They've won their first, and the belief within that group is huge. Not just that. Belief amongst... I mean, not saying it's still a heap of memberships, but it is, it's one game. It means no more than next week, but it is a really nice way to validate what you did Absolutely. over the summer. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shadow Footycast. Uh, it's been a little bit of a long one here, Skeet, but I'm still licking my wounds from the pre-season <laughs> worth of pain. Uh, hopefully things will improve come Thursday. I can start picking some winners. Shelter XBA X Factor is back this year. We got the slabs out last year to the boys. I was with a couple of fellas uh, at a wedding yesterday. Uh, Tom Barras, 
uh, and a couple of boxes of shelter rock up on his door. He said, "Who's that? Is that, is that you boys have sent that over?" I said, "That's right, mate. You got the shelter XPA X Factor last year." So we're kicking things off. We're going to keep it West Australian, right? West Australian beer. I tell you, what, it was hard last year to give the, 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 the West, shelter to, yeah. to the oh, West Coast Eagles. Given, we couldn't give Tommy Brass 10, <laughs> ten packets of them. Um, Luke Ryan, how, do you, how does that sound? Like both sides disappointing. You can't give it to a midfielder or a backman from West Coast. Oscar Allen or Liam Ryan would be the picks there. Fremantle, you can't give it to a forward. And like you said, I don't think the midfield stood up that well. So the ball was banging around them. I'll buy it. Oh, you know, boots. Thirty-seven thought. touches, thirty. Yeah, you're right. But seven hundred eighty meters gain, thirteen intercepts. I'll tell you what, game. though. I know that Lukey Ryan likes a beer, so uh, he's a, he'd be a shelter man once he sits back and gets to the buy and can have a couple of uh, quiet ones. I think that's a good choice. Now, he's a bloke that would enjoy sitting down and having a beer. So, right. well played, Lukey. But from your point of view, hopefully you're not seeing as much of the footy on uh, Saturday as you did on uh, Sunday. He would happily have 10 touches and win the, win the game by six goals and have oh, 37. You don't want you all would. Yeah, Depends. you don't want 37 as a backman. Shelter Footycast on Instagram. Follow us over there. That's where you get all your stuff. If you want to send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Comment in the YouTube show if you like. We can f- um, answer some of those. Just remember to finish things off. We are on a new feed, Skeeter. That doesn't mean it's a steak and chips, not a new feed like that. It's a new podcast feed. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple right now, just have a search for Shelter Footycast. Subscribe to that, Skeet. Right? So you know how you subscribe. What, what, do, you, do you subscribe to anything? I've never heard a podcast. I've never know how to get onto a podcast. <laughs> I just talk on one with you, you knucklehead. Okay. But what I want you to do on Thursday is to listen in because... Will Schofield's award-winning tips. It's going to be the biggest bounce-back factor. He's going to I'll take you to nine. nine out of nine. If he does that, I'll take him back to uh, Steve's for lunch again. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.